Well, good day. So this morning had uh, some interesting fun uh, when it came to uh, discussing uh, Zen lineage. Uh, had an individual who for some reason believed that every single sect um, uh, holds to the lineage doctrine, and if they don't, they're degenerate. And uh, again, pointing back to the Bodhidharma, I've mentioned this before, he may or may not have existed, so I, we shouldn't put too much weight in, you know, oh, this guy, and certainly not quote him as if we're quoting directly, but certainly not ignore uh, the 28 patriarchs before him, including the Buddha, who um, very clearly told us, and this is critical thinking, that a call to authority is a failure of, of logic, because he said in his faith, the Buddha, this is a direct quote. In his faith, there's room for logic and reason because he wants you to judge what you're being taught because he knows that a poor reflection of a teacher is not going to teach the doctrine. Um, and, of course, he explains that depending on the person, some people learn differently. So this is an important uh, aspect that we need to understand. And, I mean, the, the plain and simple failure is we have um, – Forget tradition, like when we had the patriarch who uh, gave Dharma tradition to one gentleman in Zen, and the entirety of the lineage since has actually come down from someone who didn't accept that, uh, you know, this tradition. They actually broke off. So the main Zen tradition today is actually a cook who wasn't given Dharma transmission. So arguably the Zen lineage was broken even then. But I argue it was broken long before then because Bodhidharma wasn't the one teaching Zen. He was just teaching uh, the cure for the Zen sickness, the Chen Ping, Chen Ping Pi Yao. This idea that uh, sitting made them sick, so he invented the Jikang, that uh, movement or um, uh, energy cultivation rather than sitting or uh, the misunderstanding of research or learning. The idea is uh, don't be just uh, chanting sutras or copying sutras. You have to be thinking and studying. Or worse yet, a Zenite who thinks that, oh, no, study and knowledge and talk is just confusing you. You're, you know, you need to get out of your head. and you... They just don't want to apply critical thinking. They just don't want to. Because... As I said, if Bodhidharma wasn't an actual individual, that kind of breaks some things, or even Dogen, who maybe turned his back on Zen in his later life. None of that should matter. Right? Shraddha, confidence, devotion, and commitment to the path that you follow. As the Buddha taught, you don't need lineage or a call to authority. I'm the teacher because my teacher told me I'm the teacher, and his teacher... That's a call to authority. You need to use logic and understand, is this correct, what's being taught me? Is it, is it correct? Is it beneficial? Critical thinking. So the example I was just about to use before I went off on the tangent is we're watching a video. Um, a gentleman I know uh, just came over to the West from uh, mainland China, brought his cat and his wife from Taiwan. It's really quite a, a really awesome story. Um, and he's over here uh, in college, and they just had uh, breakfast in Boston. It was kind of interesting. They're in Chinatown, 
and bre- breakfast consisted of what we would consider uh, a Chinese food dinner, right? Spring rolls, um, uh, well, kanji, but that that's kind of a, a breakfast meal. But everything else was what we would usually consider dinner. So when I first came across this, this um, I grew up, and my mother's terrible for this. She, she's been diagnosed with diabetes, and she, in Canada anyways, uh, the diet, the diabetes, Diabetes Association or the Diabetic Association, they actually recommended um, for her to eat a bagel. And I think her doctor supported this, a bagel in the morning. And this blew my mind because I remember 10 years ago that science was warning people that uh, when the bagels became a fad, that be careful because one bagel is like four slices of bread. And that's carbs, which is sugar, right? So an incredible failure of logic and reason in that case. But what I'm getting at is I actually never realized until we were sitting here that I used um, a thought experiment, in this case, applying critical thinking to breakfast. Why is it here in the West we have this weird idea of what is or isn't breakfast or what is or isn't dinner? Best example is one of my favorite dinners or our favorite dinners for the longest time was breakfast for dinner. Right? If that doesn't show prejudice or what Nietzsche was talking about, this idea that we're camels, we're just carrying around these beliefs, these traditions, these um, biases that uh, they're not even ours. They've been, uh, they've been heaped upon us, right? So why we need to transform into that lion? Because you need to uh, know what traditions, what beliefs need to be torn asunder, right? Because applying uh, critical thinking to this, you realize what is the difference between breakfast food and and the rest of the day, really, arguably, there is no difference. I guess you could consider maybe you don't want too much garlic or too much spice in the morning. But again, is that a just you know a preference? I mean, what is the difference between spicy food for dinner when in a few hours you're going to bed as opposed to spicy food in the morning when you're conducting your day? I guess it really doesn't matter now, does it? So, as a thought experiment, this is a good example, right? Even my wife sitting here kind of chuckled and saw this dichotomy that um, he showed this entire meal, right? Chicken feet and spring rolls and um, I think it was tofu skin wraps and, um, you know, everything that looked like a dinner. And then right after he's like, okay, so we just finished, um, you know, our breakfast. And so my wife chuckled because she knew it's like, oh yeah, I mean, only they would consider that breakfast. But the chuckle is, it's because it's us that are trapped in this weird understanding that breakfast is cereal or dinner is roast beef, right? Because there is a large chunk of the world that their idea of breakfast is the leftovers from the previous night, right? Or arguably, some people just don't even eat breakfast, right? Which is... Again, some people are weird from that because of it. Some people aren't. There's a whole movement now that, hey, this is beneficial because you're extending their fast window. Well, that's fine if, uh, if you don't need the energy, if you're properly um, adapted. But anyway, sorry, I'm digressing. Just asking you to stop and think about that. What is your conception of what a breakfast food is, Right. Are you trapped? And I mean, arguably the the people that eat leftovers for breakfast, they're probably the same. I mean, 
Does it not seem weird how much sugar we consume in the morning? Right? I mean, we know that sugar in the morning will only lead to a crash, possibly even before lunch, a drop in mood. It's just not beneficial. It's kind of funny. Arguably, I think there's something to do with this eagle depletion that we've talked about. So um, when you get up in the morning, uh, you're tired and you're trying to kickstart your higher order thinking self. And what helps with that is uh, a little sugar, a little uh, glucose. So maybe that's where this comes from, because I have this weird belief that part of the malaise in the West is this disconnection from meaning, from uh, agency, from identity. So that would make perfect sense because you wake up in the morning, according to um, uh, dream yoga, you've uh, stopped attaching to self. So you've woken up and once again begun uh, anew attaching to self. Uh, and so you're a little depleted. You're a little out of practice. And so maybe that's why here in the West, because we are much more attached to ego and self, maybe that's why we tend to sweet breakfast cereals, because we need that boost of energy to continue to arbitrarily attach to uh, a belief in self. Uh, if you didn't get what I mean by that, is it's theater. It's fake. So we need a little sugar uh, to put on this um, play acting. No. So on that note, uh, I just thought it'd be funny. Uh, I realized one of my earliest uh, thought experiments was realizing how weird I thought it was that some people um, had dinner for breakfast, right? Because I was used to this idea of breakfast for dinner. That was a thing that um, our family did, my wife's family did. It's not an uncommon thing. But what is uncommon is this idea of... Um, dinner for breakfast or I mean I actually mentioned this once to a group um, about uh, pizza for breakfast right because that is a great example some people think that's awful pizza for breakfast some people think it's the best um, it's an opportunity for you to judge whether you're guilty of this fixed thinking right it's a simple thing breakfast what is breakfast but know thyself